Top of the morning to you. Top of the morning. Good morning. Is it the top? Well, it's, like the it's morning time, sunshine. <laughs> I think it's, it's the bottom of the How morning. are you, sunshine? Hey, sunshine. Is that, is that condescending? Um, depends on how you say it, how you mean it, what your heart condition is. <laughs> uh, so there's two ways because it could be it could be condescending in your mind but maybe i'm trying to elevate you well it just reveals or, it's just an elevation of myself yeah. everybody is sunshine to me yeah see so is that cheesy i don't think so but we really opened up a uh quite the nest of issues already <laughs> how are we going to fix how we put all that back in the bottle well we were actually out to, to breakfast just the other morning, and it was amazing how many people were coming up to the to the counter. We sat at the counter because there were no tables, and so many people coming up to the counter going, Hey, honey! <laughs> hey! It's the way they said it. But hey, the, honey! And not to you. They were talking to the... Uh, to not the, to uh, me, no. To the server behind. And that depends on the what part of the world or what part of the country you're in. You know, because we've noticed and, in the South, every and, and you go into restaurants, and the servers are addressed as uh, sweetheart yeah. and baby doll. Well, and I have to say, it, it does matter. <laughs> I'm not just blanketing the, the term honey as if it's bad. It, it's how they were saying it. But we did ask the waitress. We said, does this bother you, you know, when people talk to you like this? And she said, honey, she said, I was a honey. She said, honey. <laughs> Didn't she? She yes. said, I was a, a cocktail waitress in Greece. Well, like, she wasn't American, first of all. She had the, a very strong accent. Well, yeah. Yes. But she said, I was a cocktail waitress in Greece, the, the country, not the movie. <laughs> and so she's fine with honey because it's so nice compared to what she was used to. I think it's all, it's all good. And we, <laughs> whatever. So uh, how are you today, Dollface? <laughs> Oh, that's, is that different? Is it because I don't blink? I don't is that why you call me that? <laughs> why do people love to sing Deo? Um, Deo. Deo. I don't know. Um, it's easy to remember. Uh, is that what it it's is? It's easy to follow along. It's kind of like the electric slide. Or, I know this one. Or uh, Sweet Caroline. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, that was cool, right? That was The really Red cool. Sox game. Yeah. How many people were there? It was like their 100th anniversary. It's always, it's always sold out. Yeah. The whole stadium just... Sweet Caroline. Yeah. Always singing Sweet Caroline. Where were we the other day? Oh, it was at a, the theater show, and they did the, the they did that song, yeah. and everybody knows the words. Yeah. I guess it's just knowing the words and being able to sing along <laughs> collectively that we yes. tend to enjoy. It's not like everyone goes, ooh, the Argentinian tango. Let's all join in. <laughs> or three coins in a fountain. Ready? Go. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, let's talk. Let's talk about. Let's talk about manifesting. And, and this is and something that is inclusive. <laughs> Everyone understands. Let's all get on board together <laughs> with kinetic belief. You you are a ray of sunshine today, Maggie. And it's Am always I? yeah. I love capturing you long enough to sit across the table oh from me. So I oh can, my word. Can is it my toothy grin? Mm, that's it. <laughs> okay. So let's start here. Let's, <laughs> There is one thought form from which we all came from. One substance from which all things are made. And I'm just these, having, yes. I'm just having whiplash. <laughs> we were being so ridiculous. I'm trying to center myself I'm putting now. you back in your seat. Okay. <laughs> Come, climb down. Okay, get give down me, off of the just wall. Just let me shake it off. Maggie. I'm coming with you. There on is this one substance from which all things are made, which mm. is absolutely true. And it permeates all the inner spaces of the universe. And so here we are. Yes. We are here connected, all of us, one with each other, 
each other with one. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like the, the, uh, what is that? All for one and one for all. The three musketeers. But there were more than three, weren't there? Oh, that's true. They were just. <clears throat> well, there was a story of the three musketeers. Anyway, we're all connected. <laughs> this is a silly day. So okay. there, there is, and it's important. <laughs> it's important to understand this, I think, so that we can continue to launch ourselves into greater and better things. Yeah, yeah. When we have a thought, any thought form that we hold in, in, and when we hold it, and we collectively, or let me just say, individually hold a thought, a good thought, we're holding it in a sub, in the substance of all things hoped for. Mm-hmm. And it is a universal substance. It's been quantified and and identified through quantum physics. We under, we understand it to the extent that it exists. And there's a God particle that is, well, it's been called the God particle, which, you know, for all practical purposes, that's what we will call it. But in that substance of all things hoped for, when you hold a thought form, a desire, unwaveringly in that substance it begins to attract the thing that you're imagining and holding in the thought form and this is where the idea of the law of attraction came from Mm -hmm. and the the precepts and the the uh the formula for kinetic belief comes from because it works this is how all things were created this is how we as human being creative creators Design and create the lives that we are not only experiencing, but will experience in the present moment of now. And that makes me think, you, you hear sometimes the, the God particle referred to as the nothing between the something, but really it should be the everything. It's the everything between the somethings. It's all things. It's it, all it, possibilities that's, that's and correct. all things. Because what we can see actually came from what cannot be seen, came yes. from that out of that substance. Mm. And so knowing this, as kinetic believers, there is an inner dialogue, Maggie, that we adhere to and rely upon that says, you know what, all is right with the world. Regardless of the way things may appear, when we look around, there certainly is enough bad to make anyone fearful should they gestate on that stuff. But truth be told, which is the everlasting truth, all is right with the world. It's stewing and brewing exactly as it needs to in order to advance to become something that it is not. Mm. And so it is perfect, and it is advancing toward completion. And I'll contemplate the facts then from this viewpoint of all social and political and industrial life and all the, the goings and comings in the world from this high viewpoint because, you know what, it is all very good. Mm. And so I'm going to, from this lofty place that you and I start every day, from intentionally i'm going to see all human beings around the world and you know in my immediate environment i'm going to see all people all of my acquaintances all of my friends and neighbors and the members of my own household that's you in 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 exactly the same way (laughs) because they are all good Mm. nothing is wrong with the universe nothing can be wrong but my own personal attitude and so Therefore, I keep that right. I'm going to keep my attitude right, knowing that all of this is the case. And so my entire trust is in unconditional love, knowing that all things are as they should be 
and are advancing toward perfected completion, mind, body, and soul. How do you balance the, the concept that you just laid out for us, which is obviously so accurate and the way that we need to be living, but how do we balance that with wisdom and acting on that wisdom? Uh, for example, if all is well and all is mm. good and all people are as they should be, um, then how do we have the thought and intention of, say, protecting ourselves from a toxic relationship, moving mm. on from uh, an environment we shouldn't be in or... You know, something uh, is foreboding on the horizon, and and how do we maintain what you just described, which we know to be true, that resonates in my spirit. I know it does in everyone who's listening, so um, combining those, how do, how do we do that? Well, first of all, by recognizing that things begin to break down when we try to put words to it, when we try to define things with words. Labels. Yeah. And labels, that's where the breakdown usually begins to, to take place. Most ideas, most thought forms cannot be easily put into words. Okay. So when we begin to define them and reason with them and chew on them, we typically, the digestive process of chewing on words breaks it down into some often uh, undesirable effects. They're simply implied impulses of desire. And so the war and the battle of words, then all of a sudden, if, it's, if it goes unchecked, we are in, internally, there's an internal dialogue that digresses what can be and should be. And so, all right, for example, maybe to better answer the question, Georgia O'Keeffe, mm -hmm. famous for all of her New Mexico landscapes and in the early 20th century. Actually, we hiked some of those landscapes just yes. outside of Santa Fe when we yeah. were there. You can see the appeal. <laughs> yeah, right? So, but now she said, I found I could say things with color and shapes that I couldn't say any other way. Things that I had no words for. Mm. Wow. Concepts are, are big pictures. Just like the Hebrew language is basically a language that was developed upon it was a picture language yeah. rather than one defined legalistically with words that mm -hmm. dissect things. And so that's where the imagination and the desire for the things imagined becomes so vitally important as a positive image of the way things holistically should be. We're able to avoid the, the definition of the broken down version of that based upon our own life experiences. And so, you know, she was saying that, uh, you know, her words just cannot, cannot uh, satisfactorily define life as it should be. And so, right. and this is, that is actually the, the idea of most artists. In fact, uh, Picasso said that for him, painting is just another way of keeping a diary. Mm. Yeah. So rather than trying to articulate and put to words what it is exactly that you desire and imagine, there's a, a holistic viewpoint, which comes right back to the necessity of gratitude, for example, in all things, without having to articulate exactly what it is that you're grateful for, specifically. I'm just grateful. Mm -hmm. Well, for what? For life. For yeah. this. And when you're saying that, you see it in your mind. You sense it. You feel it. And you it. sense it because that's the way we're created. Yeah. The articulation is perhaps better understood as the rudder that we put down in the, the waters of life. So, Those are the words that we use for some guidance and for communication. Mm -hmm. 
which is why we have to be so careful with the words that we speak. So it almost makes me wonder if when we start to overdefine something, uh, positive or negative, but we start to sort of overanalyze and overdefine something, is that maybe a red flag that we're getting out of the flow? We're getting out of the, the correct path and journey. Sure. Over, when, you're being, when we're being overanalytical, it's because we're fearful. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's clutter that has entered in, and there's some confusion and lack of information. So we're being double-minded about things, and there's a clutter-filled mind. And as a result of that, not quite sure. There's an intensity then that magnifies the clutter, which causes even more confusion and a lack of clarity where mm-hmm. imagination and desire is concerned. What's coming through for me is the way that you began by defining for us what it's like and what it's supposed to look like to think the best and adhere to only good things and only see things as they are, as they Mm. were originally meant to be. That that mindset, you don't have to be concerned that you're going to miss something negative that you need to take care of because that mindset pulls you out of those things automatically. And that flow of positivity mm-hmm. keeps you on the right path. It's, it's, uh, it's like it's self-regulating. You mm-hmm. don't even have to worry about those other things. Yeah, that's, that's, that's so true because there is an order to observation that manifests peace, for example, when the observation is one of the uh, of expectations of all things working out, mm-hmm. for example, yes. like we kind of started here, yeah. saying that all is well, yeah. all is good. And so from that observation of expectation, then you're manifesting peace and joy and happiness, which are not products of fear and worry and doubt and all those other things. Order is the absence of clutter, which is the absence of chaos, which is the absence of worry and Mm -hmm. anything else that's rooted in fear. Wow. I mean, think about it. Chaos is a, it's, it's a space of confusion. Yes. And so where there is confusion, there is doubt, there's worry, there's fear. So how is it that we, how is it that we can uh, declutter our lives for faster manifestations, let's say? Yeah. Yes. Because to declutter for manifestations, we really need to get over our um, main manifesting blocks. Let's just call it that. Everybody seems to, most people have challenges in their lives that are manifestation blocks And so how do we overcome those? Because when we talk about the universe rearranging our lives, doing its part, we are engaged in attraction, changing things on a daily basis. It's kind of like, I don't know how I ended up here. I get up every day and I put on my socks the same way. I go to bed the same way. I get up the same way. And yet things are changing around me. Well, what's happening? That's the universe responding to the subconscious expectations of your desires. Yeah. And life is changing around you. Attraction is based on being aligned with our goals, aligned with dreams. And it's through this alignment that, you know, I can focus on the important things in my life. Mm -hmm. It's through this alignment and focus that I'm going to be able to attract more of the things that I concentrate on, on purpose. Right. Wow. But the clutter, it's the clutter in, in someone's life that will stand in the way that will get in the way of, of attracting the, the best life. The clutter in a person's life will stand in the way. But so now, the law of attraction, Maggie, is intensified and it is purified 
Where there is order of observation, where there is purification of intent. And I think that's vital for understanding. Yes. Purification of intentions. It's kind of going back to where we even started from. You know, if I call you sweetheart, <laughs> I, I want some more coffee. You know, how are you taking that um, is going to determine the purification of your intentions while I've got something else going on on my end of the conversation. Yeah, yes. I have a, a purification or a lack thereof of my intentions for calling you sweetheart. <laughs> so, but, but decluttering. Yeah. Well, let's just talk about, for example, on a more practical basis, decluttering and tidying up the house, decluttering and tidying up the car, the garage, the, the closets, my wallet, you know, which, so it doesn't hurt my back anymore when I sit on it <laughs> or your handbag. If decluttering those, those practical things creates a velocity to abundant manifestations, and now here's why, because attraction works when we are not double-minded. Yes. Kinetic belief is empowered where there's no double-mindedness. And when we have a singleness of thought re regarding our desires, there is a velocity increase to the kinetic energetics that's rearranging our lives. Otherwise, it's just like one of those pages from a, a magic eye book. And I mean, who knows what we're looking at? We're talking about rearranging our lives according to our observations. Well, most people go through life looking through the lens of a magic eye book. And everything is just jumbled mess of colors until you cross your eyes long enough to see some image appear. Mm. And it's not there for very long. So kinetic belief doesn't just work better when we have a clean house, for example. But we should also focus on other areas like our relationships. How cluttered is, there, is your relationship with fill in the blank? Or our bodies. There's a how do you need to declutter the foods that you're eating? Probably so. Our thoughts being cluttered. The glove box in the car, the desk drawer, all those things. But now here's the thing. If a person has chaos in the house or in any of those areas, they also have chaos in the head. And that is, that's one of the greatest benefits for, for us, Meg, is that our lifestyle is built around traveling. So we rarely have a lot of clutter in our lives. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've, we've, we've taken care of a lot of that. When you go out and you go, well, I can't buy that. There's no room. I have no room in my suitcase for this, for that. <laughs> now, we, started, we started out on this journey of travel to, it's been almost three years now. Yeah. And it's so funny because when we, when we redesigned what we are going to keep with us, we had one, one big suitcase. And we said, this is plenty. <laughs> this, and, and not only is this plenty, okay, Maggie, this is your half. <laughs> Now, this is your two thirds, and this is my one third. Actually, you had two thirds. And I think it? your reason is that your your pants were longer. <laughs> it may have been. It still is. I need more room. All my clothes are large. But what happened? What happened? That one suitcase went to I don't know what twelve or fifteen oh, now. Knows. But I don't know things change. <laughs> but why is it that this clutter like this? Why is it that clutter blocks us, and stands in our way when we want to manifest our dreams and our goals successfully? Well, for this, you first have to understand that the basics of manifesting and, and, and how the lower subconscious mind works is through clarity, through clarity of observation. Just like with Georgia O'Keeffe, clarity of observation of the New Mexico 
landscape and other artists, a clarity of vision, a holistic expectation of the greater life. If you want to be wealthy, for example, and you have a lot of money, you don't need to, you don't need to put a dollar figure on it, even though that's a great place to start. And if it's a million dollars that excites you, start there. Not because it's a million dollars, but it's because a million dollars excites you. It's the excitement of you that begins the attraction toward the $1 million. And so the law of attraction works in a way that we just clearly signal to our subconscious what we want and what our goals are and what our dreams are for a better life. It's interesting to me, something that's so obviously going to happen with this mindset. You know, when you maintain the all is well, things are good, I'm excited, I have my vision in mind, um, it, it automatically elevates you above all of these things that you that need to be decluttered. So, I, I I think a lot of times that we can we avoid decluttering because, you know, it's it's sort of like you you avoid pain, you avoid change, you avoid work, you know, something that's going to be what you think is going to be difficult. Um, and many times decluttering we see it as difficult. We frame it in our mind as this is going to be difficult. This is going to take all day. This is going to take all afternoon. And then when we actually put our hand or our mind, our spirits to it. It takes a moment. It takes 10 minutes. Um, but that mindset, again, we're being elevated and, and lifted up by the, the positive mindset automatically, which I really love. I just, I love that theme today that light, enlightenment, higher self takes care of these things. It takes care of the decluttering. We don't have to, to see it as a problem to be fixed. It's going to be this really beautiful byproduct and it's going to be um, healed or whatever needs to happen. Well, and it's a, that's a great point in that you can look at the clutter in your life, not necessarily as a problem specifically that needs to be fixed with the proverbial hammer. <laughs> but it is, a, it is a red flag, however, that just shows that, you know what, there's still some work that needs to be done from within yeah. with the mindset. Because the law of attraction works in, in so many different ways. For yeah. example, by being vibrationally aligned with our goals and by visualization and also when we start living living as if we've achieved our goal already and if once you're living as if you've achieved your goal then the clutter begins to diminish to no effect yeah. and then we act as if we have whatever it is that we're dreaming of we act as though we've got it right now in the present tense of the moment of now Phil you're telling us that living this way and adhering to these truths, it's going to keep us above all things and, and never beneath. Yes, yeah, because the subconscious mind will filter out everything that matches this new reality that we've created. Mm -hmm. And then as a result of that, we're transcending above all things rather than sinking beneath. You know something I really love about this entire podcast today is I've always had, you know, a, a bit of an allergy to people telling me to sort of like, grin and bear it, you know, to, you just, you just need to be more disciplined, you know, and I get <laughs> it. Harder, I get what you're saying, but, but what, but you are elevating us above all those work harder, get off your butt and work hard. Well, we're all working hard. Okay. Calm down. Um, <laughs> Because I just love this, though, because this is natural. This is how it's meant to be. This is how we are meant to function and to live. And when we can pour every ounce of energy into elevating ourselves and, and connecting with the universe and, and doing these right, you know, journaling and, and, and maintaining these 
positive mindsets all the time, it just it's it's just natural and well, it works. We want to be like the lilies of the field that don't toil and spin, yes. but their beauty and their glory, and that's the same as the human life mm. and its expectation holistically. Yeah. For the better life. What a beautiful example you just gave of the 50-50 relationship. You know, we're functioning as we're supposed to function. We're doing everything we're supposed to be doing. But then, you know, the universe is meeting us there and halfway with sunshine and water and li and life force. Our function of expectation is not the rain or the sunshine. Yeah, that's that's really beautiful. But if you're right, if if we are correct in the in aligned in this this greater flow of manifestations and greater flow of manifesting, like we're talking about, mm -hmm. if if you are, and this is this is part of our responsibility is being aware of the five modalities of kinetic belief for the life that you desire, then the subconscious mind is working after and before those meditative on purpose, stirring it up moments where you are working on those modalities. The subconscious <laughs> mind then takes over when you run off doing the tasks and yeah. whatever you want to enjoy putting your hands to, yeah. to work efficiently along with the universe in conjunction with the universe, in partnership with the universe, in partnership with God, on assignment to guide you to your goal and to guide your goal to you. So it's not a one-way street. Well, that's really cool, the concept of the subconscious taking over. Um, I, I always love watching those nature shows where it shows like the, uh, like take a, maybe a fox and it shows the mama fox like teaching the baby foxes how to hunt or something, right? Because, I mean, it's just so cool. It's amazing how that's repeated in nature, these, these lessons and these concepts and ideas being literally passed on mm -hmm. <laughs> within animals from generation to generation. But it makes me think about us and our relationship to our subconscious. You know, our subconscious is like this little silly baby fox, but over time we're, we're coaxing it. And, and eventually our, our subconscious instinctually supports us and instinctually knows what to do in these situations because we've trained it so well. And, the, and to use the Fox analogy, the most powerful, wonderful, uh, amazing uh, expectations for life and of life and living for that baby Fox is communicated and passed on holistically without words. Mm, yes. Demonstration. Through demonstration and the bigger picture. Yeah. And so, mm. and we often perceive when things begin to change in our lives, or for example, the universe is moving us toward the, the thing that we are, that's coming toward us, and we yes. meet it at a crossroad of life. Yeah. And we, we consider this as a sign from the universe of just synchronicity. Things working out, aligning, as, you know, well, obviously, you know, things happen for a reason. Or, <laughs> you know, God willing, and all those, those other things. But it's, it's synchronicity is what's happening. Yeah. And so... And, but, but now what happens when we do have, let's, let's drop back for a minute, when we have a lot of clutter in our lives, okay, and you're looking around going, I don't need to, you're thinking, I don't need to go and clean up the clutter mm -hmm. necessarily, just so it looks good to please someone else. That's not what this is about, because that's just, uh, right. that's just sweet, that's not, that's not the root of the problem, you're just taking care of the fruit of the problem. Yeah. But when you recognize that those little flags are there, clutter of any kind can feel really overwhelming for the brain. Yes. Yes. You, it's uh, spring. It's the first weekend of spring. And so it's time for spring cleaning. And you go and you open up the closet and you close it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm overwhelmed. 
<laughs> I can't do this. But it can feel that way. And this creates a lot of stimuli for the brain that's going to have to deal with and will hinder your subconscious mind now, like you're talking about, from doing its job correctly because the subconscious needs the purity, the, the effect of purity in order to in order to direct you toward your genius of purpose, the reason that you were that any of us were brought into the, the land of the living. Mm-hmm. And that's to be an expansion an an expression of our original purpose. Yes. And so there's a conflict that's taking place within the subconscious. The conflict is, has arisen out of the clutter of yeah. life where a person then loses their sense of purpose. Mm. And that's why it can just feel so overwhelming for the brain. Sometimes this clutter is even worse because often it just stands symbolically for something negative. Something negative is going on in your life, and it's attached to some other limiting beliefs. That's so true. It le- it leaks out into every facet of life. And, you know, the, the mind loves to project, doesn't it? It loves to look out into the future and go, oh, I see, I'm seeing this coming. I know how this is going to go down. <laughs> and, it, and it's negating, it automatically negates what we're talking about, the relationship with the universe, the relationship with belief and faith and kinetic belief and the effect that that's going to have on the pile of clothes in the chair in the corner of your room that's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So it's, it's an interesting relationship that you're describing the, because all of this is happening in our little heads. <laughs> Goodness gracious, there's a lot going on in there, you know? Um, but I just, I just love this idea that, you know, we can overcome these negative projections and it is a red flag. I was just thinking, yes. Oh, what? It was the little thumper. Thumper. <laughs> the closet Thump- and Thumper. Thumper would go in. Thumper was a little, little, uh, he's a Karen, a Karen Terrier, terrier just, a Toto dog. And he, he lived up to his name, Thumper. But <laughs> we would come home and Thumper would have gone into the closet and left a little surprise for us <laughs> in the closet. But now, not only would he leave the little surprise, but he would take the time to, to cover it up nicely oh, yeah. with, with, uh, maybe some nice, some scarves, clean shirts, and or... a couple of shirts. And he would just, you know, well, he was projecting out into the future of what was going to happen to him. He was trying to avoid, you know, the punishment or yeah. whatever. But what's, uh, can I just add something to this? Please. We all, we also wouldn't be able to, you know, you couldn't be mean with him. You couldn't be harsh on him because he would just do something else. Mm-hmm. So you have to be, it's okay. Now, who is that like? It's fine. Me. That's like mama. <laughs> Are you? This is a horrible well, story <laughs> to compare no. me to. Thanks. Don't Steve. ever do that again. You think that was something? <laughs> you yell at me. I dare you. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you just watch. But all this is really—it's an excellent example of you know, <laughs> like this is a wardrobe full of maybe maybe you've got a closet that's just filled with clothes that you've outgrown. Yeah. But they're still in there. You know, I still, I still have my golden boy shirt. Oh my gosh! And I think I got it when I was 16 years old. Yeah. So it's a couple years old. It's in freakishly good shape, though. I think your or, so aura soft. has kept it together. But, <laughs> but I still got some shirts in storage that I could never wear again unless maybe I removed a rib. But they're still there. I still have them. <laughs> do men do that? Maybe not. I think didn't God do that? <laughs> oh, he did. <laughs> Somebody took one, but what what signals do you think that these clothes? 
<laughs> what signals do you think that these clothes in my storage unit send to my subconscious mind every time I see them yeah. and realize that I don't fit into those anymore? What about my prom is tux it, jacket? Is it that you're it's, fat? It still looks good. Is it though, telling right? you you're fat? No, it's not telling me that. You're telling me that. I'm, I'm not, just asking. It it's just a question. Is. Yes. <laughs> or. Right. But it, it is obvious one of the most powerful and fastest ways to manifest more abundance into our lives is by decluttering. It's true, though. And I love that word. I've never really laid that word over all different areas of life. Declutter your mind. Declutter mm. your relationships. Declutter. The closet is the obvious thing or the, the catch-all drawer in the kitchen that we all have. We, have you noticed that we even have a catch-all drawer in rentals? I mean, that thing creeps up all the time. But most of the time, it's already there. <laughs> you know, you there is usually one funny. catch-all drawer in all the rentals. Oh, we've isn't all there? been there. But it's it's just a a great great word for you know what methodically needs to be considered in our lives. Mm. Wow, this is a lot, I'm thinking of the clut- cluttering is just another word of confusion mm. for confusion. There's confusion where well, there is confusion. There is clutter. Well, yes, and it's representative of the thing that you shoved into a space that it wasn't meant for Mm. because you didn't want to deal with it in real time. And so clutter could also be considered, you know, sort of the cast-offs that we've procrastinated on. Yeah, you know, so the challenge is to get rid of everything in my life that no longer has its value, Mm. that no longer serves me. Yeah. And most importantly, that is no longer aligned with my desires. Yes. Decluttering a powerful way, it, it is an enormously uh, explosive way of attracting more abundance into a person's life. And, and this is especially true for, like, for manifesting more money. Mm-hmm. It's like making room for more. Yeah. Yes. If, it's, if you've got clutter in the space that you want to contain the more... Then you don't. It's like the universe. The universe has a, a a real problem with a cluttered space. There's no vacuum, and there's no vacuum. And so, by creating one, which on the other end, the the universe, it, the word that's often used is abhors, and I'm not sure I agree with that. But the universe will do something about a vacuum, mm-hmm. and it will fill it with something. And so, if we on purpose and intentionally create a vacuum of space for a bank account while expecting abundance, the universe will begin filling it up with the, with the expectation as long as there's no clutter there. Yeah. And it's like just making room for more. But, but not only that, imagine what we signal to the universe or better said to our higher selves. If you're going to wear clothes, <laughs> what are we saying when we walk around with ragged, worn out clothes? Yeah. Uh, if you're going to wear them, mm-hmm. what are you, what are you saying? If you're putting on just some old worn out clothing and when our space, our house is dirty, what are we communicating to, to higher consciousness when things that are broken don't get repaired in our homes? <clears throat> what, and, but we keep swinging the, the one hinged cabinet door open to grab another handful of goldfish. What are we communicating to the universe and the greater consciousness that we are I- expecting in our lives, yeah. that we are ready for? That What are we communicating that we're ready to graduate from? Because prosperous, wealthy people, they don't live like that. No. right. They don't live that way. 
And I got to admit that repairing things is definitely not one of my strengths. <laughs> well, it's not. There, there, there are many times in my life, Maggie, where money wasn't not as, as abundant as it is today. And I thought I could save money by fixing my car myself. I've got, I know what, I know how I'm going to become wealthy. I'm going to fix my car myself. <laughs> then all my dreams will come true. Ooh, I know. <laughs> but, no more coffees but then, and but, <laughs> changing my own oil. <laughs> you know. Yes. And then, there, then you're in the penthouse, oh, wherever. Yeah. How did you get there? Well, I started making my own coffee and fixed my own car. Here, here I am. <laughs> Voila. <laughs> But my That's car, great. my car was always in need of repair. Usually, oh. I tried to, I tried to repair it only after almost killing myself. I mean, I would just go without brakes. You know, I, I knew how to <laughs> skim, how to stop using a curb. I'm fine. I mean, I Fred Flintstone. But then, style. when the and that's, you know, it's ridiculous as it sounds. I mean, that's a true story, and I was. My car had no brakes. It had finally just given out, and I'm flying down a hill in Charlotte, North Carolina. And um, I whipped it into a Hardy's parking lot and flew around the back of the parking lot and, and zipped around the picnic tables and up over one of the tire stops and came to a halt. And this, <laughs> this guy came walking over to me and said, Buddy, that sure was some good driving. <laughs> well... But then I went and I hired a mechanic there you go. because I couldn't do it myself. And guess what happened? And, and I noticed this at the time. And, and not that I just suddenly had a few hundred dollars less every month because I decided to start paying to have my car fixed. That's not what happened. No, every time, and yes, I did this as an experiment. Every time I began doing things this way, I started to have more money in my account. Mm. Prosperity began showing up in my life and was being attracted to me. But now, what's happening? Because not only did I have more time to work on my business at that time and to start earning more money, that's not the, the, the full picture, but the life-altering difference was that I was sending out signals that I'm doing well. Yes. I am wealthy. Money is abundant in my life. I'm not, I'm not I'm focused on less and fearful that I won't have enough, but I'm focused on abundance and yeah. more than enough. And like you're saying, being above and not beneath. Our lifestyle, it has to be this constant demonstration of expectation. Hmm. The expectation isn't enough. We have to marry it with, with those concepts of, you know, decluttering and expect, I expect the best. So I will send my car to the mechanic. You know, I am going to uh, create this space because my expectation is so assured. That's a life built on faith above, not fear, which is beneath. Yes. Mm. More than enough. Beautiful. Pressed down, shaken together, and overflowing. More than enough. Abundant living. Yeah. Abundant minded. Health minded. I'm not taking medications um, to keep from getting something. Mm. <laughs> I'm healthy. I am wealthy. I am this. And it's not defined by a bank account. It's not defined by, my health is not defined by some symptom. Yeah. It's defined by what I am. Therefore, I am. What a beautiful concept that we're, you know, your life is truly just an ongoing expression of the expectation that you're, that you're housing hmm. within you. That's good. And, it, and it, it's twofold because without faith, as we've talked before, but, you know, belief, kinetic belief is dead. 
Mm. It has no, no function whatsoever without action. That's good. Because you're a creative creator. Yeah. You're an artist. Your life that you're living is your palette of mm. colors. It's the canvas. And, and it's the holistic version of you that you're putting forth. It's like uh, Jackson Pollock said that every good painter paints what he is. <laughs> every kinetic believer lives what they are. Every human being that is advancing toward perfection is imagining what they are. They are observing to, to color their world with their genius of purpose, which is to enjoy the present moment of themselves. Wow. Just say this out loud. Say, I'm receiving new and inspired. I am receiving new and inspired. Imaginations for my best life. Imaginations for my best life. My creator imagined me. My creator imagined me. To be prosperous. Mm, to be prosperous. So I deserve everything that I desire. So I deserve everything that I desire. I love who I was created to be. I love who I was created to be. Unconditionally. Unconditionally. Uncluttered. Uncluttered. Today. Today. I am advancing. I am advancing. To become a better. To become a better. Healthier. Healthier. Stronger. Stronger. Happier. Happier. Why? Wiser me. Wiser me. And I deserve to attract unconditional love. And I deserve to attract unconditional love. Just for who I am. Just for who I am. Because I am love. Because I am love. I deserve to attract. I deserve to attract. The substance of happiness. The substance of happiness. Because I only imagine. Because I only imagine. To be happy. To be happy. I deserve to attract success. I deserve to attract success. Because I only imagine. Because I only imagine. To be abundantly successful. To be abundantly successful. You know what? You know what? Life is beautiful. Life is beautiful. And I look for the beauty. I look for the beauty. That I imagine to see. That I imagine to see. And it surrounds me. And it surrounds me. Everywhere I go. Everywhere I go. Wow, we are decluttered and above and not beneath <laughs> heading off into today and into our lives right now. And make sure you check out the journal at stephencanyon.com. Follow Stephen on Instagram at Stephen Canyon. And if you haven't already, um, if you're in the U.S., send a text to 844-844-0049 to receive encouraging weekly text messages from Stephen. And I say hello on there sometimes too. And you're following both of us by doing those things. Oh yeah, yes. All over the world. <laughs> Sending out so much love and light to mm. all you KB creatives oh, all yeah. around the world. And thanks yeah. as usual, Steve, for all the wisdom.